co-host Adrian. I'm Thomas. And I'm Zach, and counting is hard for Thomas. I no, I was counting fine. I just like put my hand towards the camera and out of the the view. view of I was the just camera. like and I was just standing here going, He's counting down and I'll never know my cue. Nothing. I know nothing. I'm just gonna... There's so much lag it doesn't matter. That yeah, is yeah, true. Yeah. This in all honesty, the clap is all that really matters if we're honest, right? Like yeah. you don't need anything else. So hey, welcome to Sweet Tea and D D. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you coming in. Uh welcome to Chili's. Um, I'm just kidding. I ate chilies the other night. It was all right. Um, what? I don't. Where did that even no, come from? I don't. Did it give you no, word diarrhea? I do have word diarrhea. It's better than the other kind. What are we talking about today? Count. No. <laughs> today we are talking about the cockatrice. Mm-hmm. It's on mm-hmm. page forty-two of the monster manual, and Thomas is going to take it from here because I have a cough and I will try to stay silent. <laughs> wow. So there's some joke about the patriarchy, but it's too tired and worn out. We'll yeah, just yeah, it's there. or the church or something. I don't know. We'll just keep she it to was ourselves. like, "You're gonna do the monster," and then she just started right on in there. She's all she well, wants was, this over with. I was getting my. I was saying something. Otherwise, you're never gonna hear me. So no comment. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what's the cockatrice? Cockatrice. Cockatrice. It's Co- cock, uh, and T-R-I-C-E. Cockatrice. Sure. Sure. However you want to say it. Yeah, Tris, Trice. Yep, yep, yep. This is the it second is word that has cock in it in D&D. Yep. That, Eric, it, that's what's important to you. It's just cock. a joke. Aarakocra. Cockatrice. Ah. Lots of dicks in D&D, and that's around your ah. table and in the book. I think it's got something to do with birds. It but does but it's more fun to make dick jokes uh-huh yep yep okay well this is a small monstrosity it's that was unaligned. so petty of you okay yep. <laughs> sure uh-huh. what do you got uh-huh drink your peanut butter bullshit beer that's disgusting <laughs> wow wow mm. i'm feeling some I'm just disgusted by your drink. I haven't forgiven you for showing that to me yet. It's it's a chocolate peanut butter milk stout. It's delicious. I was on board for chocolate peanut butter, and you lost me at word number three. Oh, no, no. Milk stout is just a type of stout. You got milk stout. You got oatmeal stout. You got... Does it have milk in it? Mm, No, I think they're like brewed with lactose or something. Just a thicker stout. That's even worse. Yeah, oh. we're gonna talk out our ass because I we like beer. And we, we know don't, nothing about we know nothing beer. about the <laughs> brewing process. So if you know how to make a milk stout, let us know. Hit us up on Instagram and tell us all of the gory details about adding milk, milk to beer. Oh God, and, I just imagine also, it's really thick and either grainy or kind of pulpy. It is neither not, of those things. Not grainy, not pulpy. Well, except for sometimes they like to put pieces of chocolate down in the bottom of some of them, which always takes me by surprise. I would I choke on that. If they didn't put a oh, warning yeah. label, I would definitely oh, choke yeah. on a chunk of chocolate. Oh, yeah. I was like, why are there chunks in the bottom of this can? <laughs> that, no, I'm out. <laughs> it was bad. It, it was is bad. a liquid. Yes. It should stay a liquid. If a solid comes out of it, I am assume I've been poisoned or something has precipitated out of it that it never should have been in there in the first place. So you love the chunky milk commercial? Oh, I don't like milk. 
bitch. My bones are so weak. I hate milk. And the idea of it in a beer is even worse. There's no milk in the beer. But I do want to shout out Four Hands Brewing Company. If you're around St. Louis, go check them out. They consistently make my favorite beers every season. Now, let's talk about this cock monstrosity. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about dicks, baby. Let's talk about cockatrice. Let's talk about birds. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. This thing is like a velociraptor if you stuck the ugliest rooster's head you'd ever seen on it. And he's kind of got some wings in there. It, it gives you a description on the first line that I think sums it up. Okay, okay. We'll get there. I'm Someone's just telling you what I see in the picture. Uh, but he's a small mantra, monstrosity, unaligned. I'll get there. What? Oh, we do use the. Wow! I just. Mm. Sorry, I was trying to help you and be subtle about it. It's been a great working. show, guys. It's been great working <laughs> with y'all. Um, it's falling this apart. It's gonna be the last. It's really falling apart. The final. Da 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 da. Da, 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 da. I'm just gonna start playing y'all off on shitty piano music. It'll be great. <laughs> or is it more of a? Da, 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 da. Ah. Taps. Yeah, he starts singing taps. We're dying. We're dead. You're dead. Bad You're joke. dead to me. Yeah. The cockatrice looks like a hideous hybrid of lizard, bird, and bat, and it is infamous for its ability to turn flesh to stone. These omnivores have a diet that consists of berries, nuts, flowers, and small animals, such as insects, mice, and frogs, things they can swallow whole. Because they ain't got no teeth. They got a beak. They would be no threat to anything else if not for their fierce and frenzied response to even a hint of danger. A cockatrice flies into the face of any threat, squawking and madly beating its wings as as its head darts out to peck. The smallest scratch from a cockatrice beak can spell doom as its victim slowly turns to stone from the injury. That's fun. So it, huh. it's a, it's a bird a... monster thing that panics easily and then turns you to stone if you startle it. That's terrifying looking, but it's small. Yeah. It's a small creature. Yes, it's small. Small monstrosity, yes. You could probably punt it, but at the same time, would you want to? I mean, if careful. it scratches you at all, you do turn to stone. I'm... Slowly and painfully. Mm. I don't think it said painfully. I mean, I can't imagine parts of your body turning to stone is like comfortable. I don't know. Soothing. Mm. I don't know. You never know. That's that's it. Oh, that's all the. That's, that's all the, our text. That's all the the description. All it's right. a bird slash Easily lizard slash bat. That- they just took three animal kingdoms and were like, hey, watch watch me do this. I wish they'd been more specific instead of bird and just went ahead and put the goose label on this. Uh, no, that's a chicken faux show. But it is, but like the mean attacking. The meanness of a goose. Yeah, How long is its neck? It's kind of long. It's, it's longer long. than a chicken, that's for sure. So it's like a Canadian goose mixed with a reptile and a bat. Yeah, I assume the neck was the lizard part. Lizard, bird, and bat. Or goose. 
can't trust those fucking goose. Geese? Can't trust them. It's got an armor class of 11. A hit point of 66 plus 6. Um, speed of 20 feet. Small. And a flying speed of 40 feet. Terrifying. So it, it can, can fly you. at it you. It can catch you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a strength of 6. A dex of 12. A con of 12. An intelligence of 2. Mm-hmm. A wisdom of 13. And a charisma of 5. It's a monstrosity, it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Damn it. I hope it's... It... What? I thought it was like, if it's a beast, it'd be hilarious because a druid could turn into one and imagine fighting that as a druid. No, no. Yeah, be hilarious. Funny. Yeah. It's also got rocks for brain. Two intelligence? It has one rock for brain. <laughs> it doesn't even skull. have two of them that it can bang together. Not even enough to bang together to make a fun maraca sound in its skull. Uh, senses dark vision of 60 feet, a passive perception of 11, no language, it's a CR rating of one half. Ooh, scary. Half. Actions, it has a bite, it's a melee weapon attack, it's a plus three to hit, a reach of five feet for one creature. On a hit, it does 1d4 plus one piercing damage, and the target must succeed on a DC 11 constitution saving throw. Against being magically petrified. On a failed save, the creature begins to turn to stone and is restrained. It must repeat the saving throw at the end of its next turn. On a success, the effect ends. On a failure, the creature is petrified for 24 hours. Okay. So it's not a permanent petrified. And you do get two chances to save at it. Yeah, but, that's good. But if you fail both of those, you're out for we'll the say day. It, it's a rocky day. You're going to yeah, have a... yeah. yeah. I wish you could physically hear my eyes roll. What was that? I wish you could physically hear my eyes roll. Why does it sound like bed springs? What? <laughs> so, interesting. It's only 24 hours, though. It turns them to stone. Surely these guys come in flocks, right? Yeah. They come in little flocks, yeah. and they exactly. all get startled at once and start flying at you. Remind and me again. your party wakes up 24 hours later going, what the shit happened? Remind me again, does it say you are immune if you pass, or is it every single scratch? It doesn't say you're immune. Uh, nope, just must succeed on a constitution saving throw. Yeah. yeah. So every scratch and peck is another chance. Or that constitution save. Yeah. Yeah. It's 11, which is not like super high, but not super low. Yeah. It's like right, right just above middle. Yeah. 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 I think this is, so this is not like a, this is clearly not like a build a whole enemy out of this type situation. It's a quarter bird, right? Um, I, (laughs) four of these would be very fun to mess with the party with. Is there, there a quarter or half? Be, they're half. Half. Okay, so like two or it three of these. It would be funny if they came across this old lady that had a flock of them that she thought they were chickens and that yeah. she was raising and they were very protective of her. And just some little side encounter that yes. you do. I think that would be yes. fucking hilarious. That would be funny. <laughs> and she just like takes your party in after you get attacked by her pet birds. I think that would be hilarious or she's blind and she tells you some of them got loose in the village 
and as you're running around like or it's like in the woods so in the woods they're petrifying people in town yeah that's, for you guys yeah. you're the only one sturdy enough to pick them up but as you bring them in she's just like my chickens got out and they're not chickens um no. i i mean both lizards and birds lay eggs so i don't know if they yep. lay eggs i think oh, that's yeah. a Delicious, dm decision i bet it would taste like i was gonna say like chicken because it's a lizard and a chicken but i don't does an egg taste like chicken zach no but i bet these do because they're lizard too so i don't know placenta i, I don't know like egg yeah probably I bet they taste like egg yeah. <laughs> incredible edible egg incredible edible egg so that's an interesting thing. I could see it being a funny encounter more than anything. It could also oh, yeah. be a terrifying adventure at a um uh like an animal shop. Like somebody's mm. like, I'm gonna buy a familiar or I'm gonna get an animal for it. Like there's a carnival going through and no one's been buying Clucky the chicken, because Clucky's a cockatrice and is ready to murder. <laughs> uh but I mean it's only twenty four hours. I think it would be cool to have one of these, and I think it would be interesting to see because it doesn't say it's a venom; it's just a scratch, right? It's a magical, yeah, yeah. It's, it's bite. Yeah, I was like, if you could extract something out of it, like it doesn't say it's venomous or anything like a poisonous. It's no, clearly it's magical. Yeah, yeah. So your dwarf's not gonna have any advantage against it. If it's, it was, like, no, but there are some some classes or races that have advantages against magical effects like this. Like yeah. Um, there's war casters and stuff like that. Um, there's some that are, there's some that have advantage on being charms. All elves and elvish subclasses like half elf and everything are advantage on being charmed and cannot magically be put to sleep. I can't think yeah, of anything that's like petrification. Magically petrified though. I don't think that would be charmed to sleep. No, it's not charming. No, but there are some that are literally just like you have advantage on spell saves. It's technically a spell. It's not a spell, but it's a magical effect. I'd rule that as a spell. Yeah. Unless there are higher level parties, and I'd be like, not a spell. Roll it if you can't yeah. make an 11 con. So I think that's a fun encounter. I like your idea of like an old woman's been keeping them or they're in a shop. It could be an easy encounter. It could be something that they use. They wouldn't use it in combat. That thing would die in a heartbeat. But yeah. it could be something interesting where they're just like, ooh, I'm going to get you. And they hold this like little tiny chicken and scratch people with it when they're bothering them. Um, I could also see it being the party mascot, which would be hilarious. They're the cockatrices or cockatrice. Cockatrice? I don't know. Trice, I guess. Cockatrice. I don't know. English is stupid. It doesn't matter. It's all made up. Especially all this made up English. Yeah. Wait a minute. All English is made up, right? We stole English from every language possible. So I have humbly requested these guys let me do the magic item for this week, which I'm excited about. Like he couldn't just do it anytime he wanted. Tell us what you have brought us this week. So first off, a little character backstory for my own character in the game I'm playing in PC. In in one of the games you're playing? In the only game I'm playing in, thank you very much. Uh, So the other one was Vampire the Masquerade, and we haven't played in like two months. So um, I'm playing a halfling psionic uh what is my i am a side bolstered no fuck soul knife a rogue and so my backstory is is that i was a rogue before and i was stealing things from people and i got caught and i was used as an experiment subject for the longest time they tried to give me magical abilities and i failed to accept them i got psychic abilities out of it but i don't have magical abilities so they just made me a magical rogue to do stuff 
But in the process, I forgot where I came from and they kidnapped my family. So I've been trying to find my family this entire time. Okay. So that's yeah. my backstory is I don't have a tragic dead parents one. I'm just trying to find them, right? Can't always have a dead parents or tragically murdered, betraying bad parents. Sometimes you just have parents and they don't know where you are. So I, we were going through our game recently and I missed one session because I was traveling or something. I can't remember what it was. And we went to a magic shop and I didn't know what it was. So I went in and checked on it afterwards. And they said, we have a new item. It's called a gilded ticket. This is coming from the Griffin Saddlebag. I believe his second book is probably going to be printed, if not shipped soon, if you did the Kickstarter. So hopefully you're checking that out. Uh, A gilded ticket is a small strip of paper that's outlined with gold leaf. You can use an action to write in a destination along the blank line on the bottom of the paper. Once a destination has been written into the space, it cannot be removed. Once a day is, excuse me, once a destination is written on the ticket, you can use an action to speak its command word, typically written somewhere on the paper, to cast teleport spell from it. When you do, the target of the teleportation spell is the same as the destination written on the target. This version of the spell allows you to teleport as if you were very familiar with the destination, even if you aren't. The ticket then bursts into golden confetti and is destroyed. It is a single one-time use item. So I was told, I asked the DM as as my character is like, so if I'm not super familiar with this location, but I can guess a name like something, will it take me to it? And he's like, yeah. So he hasn't answered my direct message on Discord. So we'll see what happens. So what I plan (laughs) on doing was I spent 750 gold on this single one-time teleportation item. And I was going to write my character's home on it and teleport myself home. Uh, I don't think the DM saw that coming and has not responded yet. No, no. So, whoops. Uh, I'll have to see. I'll have to get his attention again and try it. So, I like this item. Potentially... Yeah, potentially subverting so many plot points. Yeah, which, I mean, it's his own fault. Don't give me fun stuff. Uh, so uh-huh. I should say, let's let's talk about the teleport spell. So the teleport spell is actually a pretty high level spell. I think it's fifth or sixth level. It yeah. is a seventh level spell. I'm even more eight. wrong. You and up to eight willing creatures. So I could take nine people total, including myself. Uh, within range, which is 10 feet. So we all got to be close when you check the ticket. So the the spell instantly teleports you and up to eight willing creatures of your choice you could see within range or a single object that you can see within range to a destination you select. If you target an object, it must be able to fit entirely inside of a 10-foot cube and it can't be held or carried by an unwilling creature. The destination you choose must be known to you and it must be on the same plane of existence as you. Your familiarity with the destination determines whether you arrive there successfully, blah, 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 blah. As it says, we've already come up that it says I am very familiar with the destination. If I am very familiar, I have a off target is very, very limited. It's it's not going to be a big deal at all. Um, So a uh, very familiar is a place you have been very often, a place you have carefully studied, or a place you can see when you cast the spell. Seen casually is some place you have seen more than once, but from which you aren't familiar, very familiar. So it just kind of goes over like how viewing works. So in this case, mm-hmm. I, there would be a very little chance that I would be off target when I use this spell. So, yeah. so do you roll? Generally, you would roll. So there's a table associated with this where if I am very familiar... If I roll a one to five, there's a mishap. 
if I roll a six to thirteen similar area, fifteen or excuse me, fourteen to twenty-four is off target, and twenty-five and above is on target. So when it says there's a mishap, the spell's unpredictable magic results in a difficult journey. Each teleporting creature or object takes three d ten force damage, uh, and then uh, you wind up on whatever else it is. Uh, takes what? What kind of check is it? Like what modifier do you use? There's no modifier. It's d one hundred. Oh, it's a D100. Okay. okay. I was going to say, then how are you getting 25? So yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, D100 is what it is. So if it is an associated object or it is a permanent circle, so something that's been there for over a year or whatever, it's a 1 to 100. Nothing happens. You're always on target. Um, okay. If you are looking at, like, if you just know the description of it, it's more difficult to hit it. So you're never on target except for 25% of the time. And the same thing applies to something you've viewed once. Seen casually, you have a 55% chance of being on, or excuse me, a 45% chance of being on target. Anything else less, you either are off similar effect, or similar area, or in a mishap. So, rough. Um, so, I like this idea. The DM hasn't responded, so we'll see what goes with it. Um, I think it could be an option for a fun role-playing moment of... What's going on? How is my character going to react? Are my parents there? Will they recognize me? Is he going to do that? Or are they going to be gone? And maybe he can bring up another plot. Because right now, but you have I just don't feel like get we have name. a plot. You have to successfully get the name of your town, though, right? Well, just says a destination. Oh, you're saying just it, write home. If I just write my home or Flint's home, which is my character's name, then it would automatically take me there because I would be considered very familiar. So it's a cheat. Would you? Oh, okay. The ticket makes the you ticket says that. I'm automatically very familiar. So yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be cool to use that. So one of the other players is like, I'd like to use it because he's from a different continent than what we're on. I'm like, buy your own dang ticket. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Kill the ticket. Griffin Saddlebag, check it out. I love his stuff. He's got a bunch of them. Um, I have one of his books. The other one's been kickstarted. We'll see when that comes in. Hopefully soon. So, any any questions, tips, just tips? Yes. So, I am very curious about um, evil campaigns, and if you've got any experience with those or um, ideas for, like, I don't know. It just seems very interesting to try to play an evil character, and I think that's something that a lot of us find interesting, but kind of hard to wrap our minds around what that looks like in a world where we're used to seeing heroism and things like that. Yeah. Um, I know that I want to kill this absolutely. No. No, no song breaks on the podcast. That's my job, sir. Since when? I've always done song breaks. Sir, I sang a whole song about cockatrices. To the song of Let's Talk About Sex. You think I'm not the musically idiot here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, I have not personally ran an evil campaign. I've thought about it. I've really thought about it. But I did have an evil player. It was actually Jamie, the previous host. Uh, she was an evil character. I shouldn't say player. I don't know. Take that as you will. <laughs> so, um, wow. Throw shade. If I can find... Which episode that was? Um, no, what's the fuckery of Flan? We did screw up Flan real bad though. Um, let's pronounce Flan. It's Flan. It's Flan. Um, wow, we have 
made a lot of episodes. So um, what happened with this one is, I'm sure we talked about it, but there's no telling which episode it's in. Uh, My notes aren't that great. Um, We, so the game was set where she was already a evil aligned character. Evil aligned character, lawful, as long as you're sticking to a code, you're probably okay. You're going to get, you're working with a group for your own personal game or your own moral code chaotic evil that's a little different that just means you kill people for fun right or you can depending on if you use the alignment system so with an evil character she was already evil like her character's background was she was she was not a good person already and she played to that but in the quest that they were on she got abandoned by the party in a demi plane which was essentially a prison and she was approached by the BBEG on that demiplane when the party spent over a day getting her back. Oh. So in that time, which time passes differently in the plane, they had plenty of time to scheme and do everything. And so she, they knew she was evil when we started the campaign, the quest. They knew they left her behind with the big bad evil guy. And so when she got out or when they found her inside the plane, when they came to rescue her, they didn't even talk about rescuing her. They just came to fuck up the mission more, if I was honest. But um, what they ended up doing is she was there. And as they were ready to face the final villain, she turned on them immediately. She cast a seventh level spell uh, for a bard. Um, And it's called... I want to say it's called prison, but I don't think that is what it is. If it is, it's really a dumb name. But let me, yeah, okay. it, it it is called imprisonment. Uh, so no, it can't be ninth level. I wouldn't have given them that. I don't remember. Either way, um, wh- what what it was was she essentially created a prison cell or whatever to hold the party in. So all these guys had planned this big, elaborate scheme and blah 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 blah. And they went in and as they were getting ready to do it, which they relied on her as a caster to do something for them, she changed her spell last minute and locked them in a cell inside the demiplane and held them there while the big bad guy tried to finish off the rest of the party. So I have not personally played an evil campaign, but I think what you have to remember when you're doing an evil campaign is that, and this is true for any game, actions have consequences. If these guys are doing something stupid, if they're making themselves known, then they will draw attention of good people as well. And so that would be something where maybe there's another group who actively hunts you down. Maybe there's a group of knights who hunt you down, or there's another group of PCs or something that are hunting you down as well. I, I can see it as a it's a competitive thing between good and evil as always. It's every campaign in most cases, unless you're doing like weird plots, which do it, who cares? It's D and D do whatever you want. Um, but I think it would be interesting to do it on a subtle and also grand scale as they get to higher level. So 
if they're doing evil deeds, what are they doing at first? Are they stealing things at low level from local people to get money to give to their cult or to give to their organization? What are they doing on low level stuff? Because they're not going to at low level stuff. You're you're a minion, right? If you're evil, you're low level. You're a minion. So you're doing fights, dumb battles or whatever, and you might die. And that's something that happens. And then you make another character that happens as well. But if you are playing a long-term evil campaign, it's got to build slowly. Maybe you're going to recover something similar, like there's always a fetch quest for good players to find something to save the day. These guys can go be collecting pieces of their god. They can be collecting a magical item or weapon that was forged to kill their god, only to tuck it away or hide it or whatever. So there's all yeah, these... That might be fun, like a... a, a, a cult trying to yeah. resurrect their god or whatever i think it'd be funny if uh that situation was flipped to where there was like one good person mixed in there no um, especially if that good person was like hapless and clueless and doesn't like they're a good person but they've gotten mixed up with these evil characters <laughs> that would be kind yeah. of fun and you be might like, even oh, have a... we're gonna do what okay sure, sure. You can even have a character who is good actively sabotaging the cult and trying to hide their oh, identity yeah. or oh, yeah. fuck with the whole group and tell them they're all two faced players who are all technically working for each other. But don't tell the others because you'll get found out. So that would be my evil deed. What I would tell the party, <laughs> they're all double agents uh, only to watch them scramble as they try not to tell each other they're all double agents. So I can see it. It's fun. It's fun. Mm -hmm. But I can see it being a long con burn. So like maybe one of them has a noble relative and that noble relative is also evil. That's how they got introduced to this. So that relative is making policy changes within the world or taxes or anything they want to do to make things worse for other people. And then also it could be a slow burn where you're just getting yourself worked into the, you, you have to establish yourself in the community as an evil character. It's an entry level evil position. Yeah. Entry level minion. And so you are working in the cult, but you also have to work for the city guard so that when it's your shift, you can distract your coworker and let the cult drag stuff through or do whatever they need to do. And you have to do that without a hitch. So instead of having you as a party, trying to stop things from moving on the underground whatever or being fenced or whatever you are trying to prevent the discovery of that fence or those people moving product around and that might be you're working against guards that you find are friends that you work with personally or you're working against pcs who are made or npcs who are made by the dm specifically to find this so you would essentially be playing other advent or against other adventurers i think a lot of the time is how yeah. I would rule it. I think that if you are a player like that, you should you should probably have specific built out NPCs. Now, granted, you could go into most of the new D and D books now, and they're gonna have like a cleric monster in the monster manual. And I lose monster loosely. It's just a creature, another NPC, but it has an easier stat block than to manage a whole character sheet. So, yeah, I think it's very important to play it slowly at low levels and then give them the bad stuff. Like, what are they doing now? Okay, now it's time for them to perform the ritual. What are they doing in preparation for the ritual? That's where they can kind of talk to underlings or higher-ups, hire somebody to go get something for them for the ritual to make it more difficult for the other party to do something or go off. And then you you can set up 
that they succeed or fail at some big thing for their evil deeds. And that progresses the next round. Are they doing this? And my favorite thing to do is if they die, if for some reason, let's make, let's say they're doing a ritual and they're not aware of it, but their God is sacrificing them. And so in doing so, they all die at the end of that. Now the new characters that come in, you ask the party, do you want to be the good guys or the bad guys? Do you want to unfuck your mess or do you want to go back and finish what you started as another group? And that gives the party an idea option to kind of hop back in and say like, wow, let's see how we did. And that's the way the DM can even tell you the story of how well you did as a party of evil people. Like, were you organized? Were you getting shit done? Or were your plans easily thwarted by a bunch of level five idiots? Which would probably hurt more. <laughs> well, I, I we hadn't discussed it, but I'm guessing this may have come from the latest... Uh, the, the, the question about an evil campaign may have been inspired a bit by the latest uh, season of, of the Adventure Zone, maybe a little? No. No, because so the latest uh, season of Adventure Zone that they just got started. Uh, they are evil. They're not they're evil, but they're bad. like they're bad. They are bad guys. They're playing Blades in the Dark. They're playing, which is a Blades which in the is Dark, a, a heist. Type yeah, game. that's already kind of a rogue. That's a rogue type, a roguelike game or something yeah. like that. I think that's what they call it. Yeah. Roguelike's not so right. They're I playing that. A video so game. they're all, they're all you know questionable. <laughs> they're there yeah. to make money they're there to make money yeah and i think that's another thing you can do for um your evil campaign is now you have these creatures with their own personal goals right. now which every player should have their own personal goals but if they're all fighting to be top rank <laughs> you're gonna have, and their characters should too yeah they all should be top fighting right. to do it so um, <laughs> but you as a player you should have some personal goals in life it's just good. Yeah, that's true. Always do that. There's a um there's a um oh brain fart. There so I've we've I've probably talked about it in the past. I'm fairly certain we've already discussed Wheel of Time. I have. It's one of the books we suggested. Um it is ooh. Maybe I didn't. Hey, read Wheel of Time. I'm just kidding. it is I have not talked about Wheel of Time whoops so um either way there's essentially there's this evil bad deity essentially in wheel of time i'm not going to give you any spoilers uh read the books or watch the show but read the books um i know that sounded pretentious (laughs) but read the books um the uh characters in that are the ones who turned against their own essential group of magic users to become powerful to this dark being right but there is this rank, a title who was essentially the right hand person to this deity or this evil being, head evil being. And so these guys are constantly undercutting each other the entire time. When does that start for this evil party? Does it start where they're actively trying to fuck each other's roles up to make them look bad in front of their boss? Or does it start when they're higher rank and they're just trying to undermine them in everything they're doing to make themselves look better? Yeah, how many times is the rogue gonna slide a hand something to really fuck you up? <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. So with that, that sounds some great ways to start your evil campaign. Come up with an idea of what you think the group would start off as. If you're DMing, come up with like what's their goal? What is this group gonna be? Are they in a cult? Are they in a re- religion? Whoops, that slipped. Uh, and um, 
are they um, working on different goals? What is the big goal of their organization? Uh, and how are they doing? And they don't even have to be an organization. They could just be bastards who are working for, by that I mean they don't have to be a cult. They could be like an underground thieves guild. They could be operating or running as a crime syndicate or ring or whatever inside of a large city. You can do a lot more right. dynamics in a large city that way. And and remember what Tangi says. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Yes. I don't know what that means. Yes. Oh, no. Um, 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 Wreck-It Ralph? Anybody? Oh! Any, like, the bad guys? The thank bad you, guys, Satan. Um, oh, um, like the AA? Support group. <laughs> AA meeting or whatever. And he's like, just because we're a bad guy doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. Is that the Satan character? Is that a different... That's the... um. No, that's the Ten Geef is like a big wrestler looking dude. Oh, from like a. I can't fight. believe you remember the character's fucking name. He refers to himself in third person. That makes sense. That's the only reason <laughs> I'd remember a character's name. Alrighty, so what is our recommendation for today for content right. consumption? Consume that content, guys. Yes. Branching out a bit. Everything so, is yes. content. Instead of a book, though, we have come up with a book now, Wheel of the Time. That doesn't count. That one doesn't count. Don't hold that against me. Yeah. Well, I hadn't read that one, so maybe I should I put it on that my list. That actually. is a horrible way to introduce that. Um, I am going to recommend Monster Factory. This is a YouTube series put on by the McElroy brothers. Uh, two. two. Yes, two of the three McElroy brothers. Um, you can find it at their YouTube channel, The McElroy Family. That's M-C-E-L-R-O-Y. Um, yeah, so Monster Factory is a series where they get on various games and they really fuck around with the character creators. Ninja um, games. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, they've, got, they've got Dark Souls. They've got all sorts of, of games where they just create the most absurd characters. Um and then they play with them a little bit, and it's it's a very fun medium for comedy. It makes me laugh. Um, if you need a little joy in your life, I recommend Monster Factory. That's good. I like it. Definitely. Off to and check their it out. latest one is with this wild, wild game called Chimera Land, which Thomas has downloaded now. I have. I'm gonna have to uh, check it out. I don't know anything about it other than they made some wild characters with it. So, or a wild character. I don't know. I think Dark Souls Two is my favorite one. No, I don't own Dark Souls Two, yeah. and and Chimera Land was free. <laughs> so check it out. Let me know if you like it. Yep. Huh. Interesting. I'll have to check it out as well. That looks funny. I have to sneeze. Ah. Oh, it hurt. <laughs> oh no! What was that sound out of my body? Oh. oh no! I've gone like five minutes without coughing. I can't believe you broke it with a sneeze. It's cedar season, and cedar is currently punching me in the face every opportunity it gets, no matter how it many antihistamines I'm on. It is cedar. Season. Fucking cedar! I hate it. I hate Christmas trees. I like plastic ones, but if you show me a real one, I will have a miserable time. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We cannot live with a real one in our house. The worst Christmas I ever had was a real Christmas tree in our home, and I was so miserable at my grandmother's. Like, it's real. I'm like, it's really trying to kill me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my was miserable. No, my parents learned a long time ago. Yep. 
that we could not keep a real one in the also they tried a few years. They're so flammable. I, I mean, most things are flammable these days. But also, you gotta water it. You gotta take care of it. I killed a that's succulent a fucking tree, you th- and you gotta kill a tree, which is sucks. Yeah, you think I can hand like I killed a succulent? You think I can keep a tree look at alive longer than a week? Those things. Oh, are so- Adrian's killed a lot more succulents than she has other plants. Wow. Yeah, succulents are hard. I don't get it. Guys. I thought succulents are supposed to be easy. easy but I don't fucking get it. They all die. I don't get it. I had one that was called. I don't water them. I do water them. It doesn't matter. They die either way. I had one called a mermaid's tail that I got for my old research, and uh, somehow a, a hole bore through it of rotting. Not even at the roots, yeah. just randomly in the middle. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. What? We're wrapping up. What do you mean? Some Thanks for listening. Just letting you guys know this is our last episode for the year of 2022. Uh, we're wrapping it up for now. We'll start season four sometime in January of next year. Uh, yeah. So have a happy, happy Christmas and a happy New Year and a happy whatever other uh, holidays that you celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Candle nights is candle nights. Yeah, Festivus, all of them. I want to say Saturnalia, but I think that's a summer one. What's the pagan Christmas? Christmas. I mean, we stole that one. X Xmas. <laughs> uh, hold on. Gift give it. Saturnalia. It is Saturnalia. I'm not. Crazy. Okay, I was gonna say. I think Saturnalia is a winter thing. <laughs> Are you gonna make it Cedarnalia? It's a cedar apocalypse. Cedar apocalypse. Killing me. Uh. Uh. Alrighty. So with that, say bye. 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 Check out the other day.